Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you how to get stronger in the startup phase of your business. This was a presentation that I delivered as a speaker at the Stronger Business Summit back in October. It's a replay for you. It's an episode on how to get stronger as you're growing your business when you're in that startup phase and you're scaling to new versions, things about structure, taxes, growth, how to do some things that we all struggle with in those early stages of business. If that's you right now, if that's something you're interested in, you are going to love this episode. We're going to dive in, going to check out uh, the speaker edition of the Stronger Startup from the Stronger Business Summit. Here we go. You've got one of the co-founders of this entire experience today handling your breakout session, Chad Brown. Chad has spent the last 20 years helping entrepreneurs and business owners streamline their accounting, save on taxes, and scale their businesses. He is the CEO, owner, and founder of Brown & McCook, where he specializes in business startup, business growth, and he loves to help clients build a stress-free, sustainable business so they can live the life of their dreams. That is a bold statement, Chad. I love it. Not only has Chad helped thousands of small business owners over the years, he has started, owned, and operated several successful companies of his own. Put your hands together for Chad Brown. Thank you, David. Thank you all for joining us today and for being part of the Stronger Startup. We, um, we're going to talk about some awesome stuff today. Is that thing, everybody hear me good? Is it working? All right, cool. So if you were here in the earlier session, Vincent had lots of stories, lots of anecdotes, lots of fun stuff. That's not me. You're not going to get that. I hate to disappoint you. We're going to talk about making money, having less stress, and saving on taxes, which means you get to keep more of it in your pocket. So I'm going to give you a lot of takeaways, but it's not going to be a lot of stories and a lot of fun stuff about shooting a professional uh, NFL stadium. So it may be a little less boring, but I promise we're going to help you make a lot of money. And unlike Vincent, he didn't follow the money. I believe you follow the money, you can have more impact, you can make a bigger difference because with money, you can do more. So we're going to focus on money and five things I'm going to tell you about today, understanding taxes, how you need to be structured as a business. If you already have an LLC, what the heck does that mean and what are you gonna do with it? If you don't, why you should have one. Strategic business planning, budgeting and cash flow, and operating like a business. And this probably sounds terrible to most of you. Most people hate talking about this stuff. But we're gonna make it fun, we're gonna make it exciting, and at the end of the day, you're in business to make money, for it to be sustainable, to have something to help you build your dream life. Like David said, our business should serve us. It should not be the other way around. So that's what we're going to talk about. 80%. That's why we do this. That's why all of you are here today. This is why this is so important. This isn't the 80-20 rule that David talked about earlier. This is something else. Does anybody know what this 80% means? Any guesses? Somebody throw something out. Xander, what you got? Boom. You got it. I didn't even plant that. 80% of businesses fail. 
30 million businesses in the U.S. That means over a hundred million fail, and businesses fail each year. The reason businesses fail in most cases is because of cash flow, structure, taxes, and money. So that's why I'm so passionate about this, why I feel like this talk is so important, and why all of you should not only listen to this talk, all of you should really pay attention for this entire event because these are business owners that have been able to avoid being part of the 80%. Everybody here today, a part of Stronger Business, has figured out how to be the 20%, not the 80. 80% of people that go in business fail. 70% of people live paycheck to paycheck. Friday to the next Friday. We don't want to be average. We don't want to be the 80%. We don't want to be the 70%. We want to be different. We want to be business owners that make money, business owners that keep more money in our pocket, and business owners that build a dream life. Now, the first thing to do in that is taxes. Most of you hate taxes. I see a lot of clients here in the room. You pay me, so you don't have to deal with this crap. But you still got to understand taxes. And understanding taxes is a part of no matter what you do. Any type of business, if you have a job, if you've ever done anything, taxes are involved. The cost of doing nothing, most people is in the effective rate or the tax brackets of 24 or 28%. If you're self-employed, if you're 1099, if you're a startup business, you're probably paying Social Security and Medicare taxes because you're not structured right. Georgia tax rates, 6%. You add that up, 49% of everything you make is going to taxes. That sucks. Does anybody get excited about that? If I ask you to... Bob, if I ask you to open up your wallet and give me 40% of what's in there, 50% of what's in there, would you be excited about that? That's what you're doing every single year if you're not paying attention, tax planning, if you're doing nothing. Tax deductions. So one of the biggest questions I get for entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, what can I deduct? There are the easy things. There are things, direct cost to your business paying employees, buying signs, buying a computer, doing some of those things. Then there's the indirect things a lot of people don't do because they just don't take the time. Everybody in here that's an entrepreneur, a business owner, startup, anybody doing anything that's based on business or 1099 pay, you need to be deducting cell phones, home internet, home office, travel cost, office furniture, Anything you can think of that relates, it doesn't have to be necessary for you to do that day's job or that business. It's got to be something that helps you grow your business or helps you scale your business or try to make more money. It's got to be necessary in helping you try to obtain some sort of sustainability, growth, or profit in business. A lot of times you'll see pursuit of a profit. If you're spending something that's going to help you pursue a profit, then that's something that falls as a tax deduction for business owners and entrepreneurs. And so as you're spending things, as you're thinking about things, even if a business doesn't work out, even if it doesn't come to fruition, even if you change income streams or businesses like Minson talked about, those are still deductible items you need to be tracking. And if you're tracking things from an IRS standpoint, they really don't care how you track it. It can be as simple as an Excel spreadsheet. It can be a notebook. A lot of people get stressed out about tracking. Back to doing nothing, everything you don't track, everything you don't write down, you're paying 40 to 50% of that in in taxes and not keeping it in your pocket. 
$10 here, $20 there, $100 at Office Depot. That's $50, $60, $70 more you're paying in taxes just that quick because you're not tracking. And again, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need QuickBooks. QuickBooks is awesome. I love it. But you don't need it. The IRS doesn't care. Notebooks, Excel spreadsheets, something you keep in your car, apps. There's free things. There's all sorts of ways for entrepreneurs, business owners, and 1099 contractors to track expenses and track deductions. And it's all the same. You hear me say deductions, expenses, write-offs. All that's the same thing. It's not very complicated when it comes to taxes and deductions. Now, a few things, a few secret write-offs and loopholes. I always like to give these to people because this is where you really pay for your ticket price. This will save you. This next, pay attention. This next three minutes will save you 10 grand on your taxes. So this is important. This is where we really move the needle here. Secret loopholes and write-offs. Vacation. How do we write off vacation? Does anybody here not like vacation? Nobody? Who likes vacation? I like it. Where do you like to go? Somebody throw something out. The beach. The beach is awesome. International, domestic, doesn't matter. If you're strategic, you can write that off. If you take a business trip and you work more than you play, it becomes 100% write-off. What's work? Work could be a conference, a seminar at the beach, at the Caribbean, West Coast, wherever you want to go. It could be going there to research or meet with other vendors or meet with other business owners or have a mentor meeting somewhere. It could be to take your team if you have people you work with. If your spouse is part of your business, it could be going on a corporate retreat. You get an annual corporate retreat right off if you're a business. Anything they give large corporations, they got to give the solo entrepreneur. They got to give the small business owner. So if you can figure out and get a little creative on how to have a corporate retreat or how to go to a seminar somewhere or a conference or an event, you can 100% write off a lot of your vacation. And weekend days don't count. So if you have more work days than play days during the week, the weekends you can play, you can write the entire trip off 100%. Flights, hotel rooms, uh, food, everything you're doing, this, anything related to the travel cost. That's a big one that's pretty easy to take advantage of for a business owner, an entrepreneur, a 1099 person. It could be going down to the Georgia coast, or it could be going to another country. Whatever you want to plan there, if you're strategic and follow the rules, it's a pretty easy deduction to take advantage of that most people don't do because they're scared. Kids, you can pay your kids up to $12,000 a year out of your business and write it off on the business side and the kids don't have to claim it. There's a $12,000 standard deduction right now. If you make under $12,000, you do not have to file a tax return. You do not have to pay any taxes. If you have three kids, you can pay them $36,000 and you can write that off your business. Now, they have to do a job in your business. So uh, that's probably your question. You got to find a role. You got to find a job for them. And it could be being in a magazine. It could be advertising. It could be modeling for your business. You got to find a legitimate way to do this. But if you get creative, if you work with your tax professional or CPA, there's some ways to take advantage of paying your kids. It's a complete write-off on the business side. The kids don't have to claim it. No age limit. I got two-year-olds in magazines, billboards. They're getting paid $10,000 a year to model for the business. 
You look at historical precedents of audits and court cases and it wins. If you handle it right and you set it up right on the front end. House, this is a big one. This is a new one. Augusta rule on a house. Augusta rule comes from the masters. I see Lauren smiling over here. We've talked about this before. Doing this now, right? I love it. Um, you can rent your personal house out 14 or less days a year and not claim any income on your taxes. Bunch of rich congressmen own houses in Augusta. Houses rent during the masters for $50,000, $60,000 a week. They don't want to pay taxes on it. Congress writes tax law. IRS doesn't. Rich congressman said, we tired of paying taxes on 50, 60, 70 grand and renting our house out in Augusta. Let's make a rule that says if you rent your house out less than 14 days, you don't have to pay any taxes. You're like, awesome. How does that help me as a business owner? Your business can rent your personal house for quarterly meetings, for weekend retreats, for planning sessions, for goal setting sessions. You can write yourself a check from your business and comp it to an event space in town. Could be 15 grand a year, could be 20 grand a year. You pay yourself from your business. It's a rental expense for the business. As long as you do it less than 14 days a year and you don't rent your personal house any other way, it is tax free. So you get a write off on the business side, you save it on the personal side. Another one is parties. Finding a way to write off parties. Everybody likes to have parties. If you find a way to have parties and you turn it into business events, that's a pretty easy one. You have a couple parties a year, have people over, have friends over, your friends are your clients. You can figure out some creative ways to do that. So there's a lot of secret write-offs and loopholes that exist out there. If you try to tax plan, you can really move the needle easily. Like, I mean, we easily just figured out $30,000, $40,000 of write-offs. That's $10,000 back in your pocket just with that quick conversation. So to un one thing to understand about taxes is, is, again, it's written by Congress. It's enforced by the IRS. There's a little bit of black and white, and there's a lot of loopholes and different ways to take advantage of it. Losses are another one. If you're just starting a business, if you're in here, or you got a lot of startup costs this year, you can show losses in your business. It can offset your spouse's income to get some of those taxes back. If your spouse has a W-2, if your spouse has a profitable business, you can use losses from one business to offset income and things from another. If you wanna start another business, if you wanna start something else, those expenses and write-offs can offset things going on in the business you have right now. Back to tracking, how you do it doesn't matter, but you do need to save receipts. Receipts are still important. They're still not accepting credit card statements, bank statements, you still need receipts. You can scan them, you can take a picture with your phone, you can throw them in a drawer. If you're ever audited, you will need receipts. So just keep that in mind. LLCs. So you hear the term LLC, and LLC is a state designation. That is a state of Georgia designation that has nothing to do with your taxes. So if all you have is an LLC or you hear about setting up an LLC, that's great. That don't do anything for you on the tax side. LLCs are a liability protection. You need an LLC, but that's not the next step. The next step is an S-Corp. LLC S-Corps for any profitable business saves you a tremendous amount of taxes. That's how you go from paying that 40 to 50% in taxes we talked about in the slide before to paying 15% less just like that. People pay Social Security Medicare, businesses do not. Businesses save 15.3% in Social Security Medicare 
just by being an S-Corp. Now, if you're working in your business, there's some reasonable salary things there you need to take it into consideration. But for most startups and most businesses, if you're profitable, just by being an LLC S-Corp, it can save you 15.3%. If you have an LLC and an S-Corp, that is probably why. There's the liability protection part, there's the tax piece, there's the branding piece of having shares, being able to let investors in and out, being able to do some different things there with some flexibility. You're building something you can easily sell in the future. You don't have a whole lot of rules and restrictions. It's your money, you're the business owner. If you have a partner, it's you and your partner's money. You can take money out anytime you want. You can put money in anytime you want. The transaction of money, you don't have any restrictions. It's your money. Move it to your personal account. All the IRS cares about income, expenses, profit. Your tax don't profit after a write-offs and loopholes and all the creative things we do, regardless if you leave all the money in the business account or you take it all out. So you do whatever you want with money. You don't have a whole lot of rules or regulations. Really, compliance-wise, you got to track things and you got to file a tax return once a year. If you're an LLCS Corp, you file two tax returns once a year. And that's it. It's pretty daggum simple. And so for most people in here, if you're growing a business or you're going to be profitable, you want to look at that. The setup's simple. You definitely should hire a professional. You should hire a CPA, tax professional, tax preparer, attorney, somebody to do this for you because there's some steps there that are pretty important. Um, I know for us in my firm, we charge a little under a thousand bucks turnkey. You pay it one time, you have it forever, it's in place, and guess what? Anybody? Oh, I've taught, not taught y'all anything. It's a write-off. You get to write it off. So you get to write off the setup. It's not, we're close, but it is actually not too late to do it for it to be retroactive for 2022. If you've made money this year, if you're profitable, you're going to pay 40 or 50% taxes if you do not have this in place. So if you don't have an LLC S-Corp, you're a business owner, entrepreneur, 1099 contractor in here, you got like a week to get a hold of somebody or me or, or somebody that does this for a living to set this up and you can still get it retroactive for the rest of the, for the entire year, which is going to save you a ton of money. Strategic planning. This is where we go from being a person doing a job or a person that's doing a service to becoming a business. Businesses make money, people do jobs. Strategic planning is really important when it comes to making money and growing, and that's the next most important thing next to taxes and structure, is what's your plan? What do you want out of your business? What do you want it to do for you? Because you heard me say earlier, your business needs to serve you, not the other way around. If you know what you want out of your business, you know how to manage the business, manage the numbers. If I want to grow a $10 million company, I got to put everything I'm making back into that business. I probably, got, I probably need to borrow money. I'm going to have to leverage a lot of different things to have a $10 million business. So I would focus on growth, not profit. That means I don't want to take any money out of my business. It's going to take everything I got and everything I own and all my credit to get a $10 million business. For most people, that's not what they want. They want a business that allows them to go to the beach, to take vacations, to do, have freedom, do a lot of cool things. In that case, you don't want to grow to $10 million really fast. You want to focus on profit. You want to get as much money out of your business in your pocket as you can. So the first thing I would tell you as an entrepreneur and business owner, 
Figure out what you want out of your business because the numbers are extremely different and your budgeting and your plan is extremely different based on what you want. And when you know what you want, you know what you're working for every day. And that makes it a lot easier to deal with an angry client or work till midnight or deal with some stress and frustrations or pain like Vincent talked about in year one. If you know what you're working for and you want to get, know what you want to get out of it, it's going to be a lot easier to go through the hard times. And that's the first most important thing with strategic planning. Defining your win. This is really big when it comes to planning as well. Figuring out what's my win, what's my metric this year. It may be number of clients. It may be a certain profit number. It may be growing a certain amount. It may be hiring an employee. What is your win? What is the number one thing you want to achieve in the next 12 months in your business? If you can identify that, then you know exactly what to focus on. And a business is a marathon. It is not a sprint. But every single day, you got to show up working on the one thing you want to achieve, the win for you for this year. So identify your win and help that work with your strategic plan of what you're trying to do and you want to get out of your business. And you've got to show up every day and work on that at least at some point every day. It's a marathon, but you don't get to decide when you're going to work on your wins. You show up every day and work on what you want to be your win. And that's how you achieve success and growth in your business. That is going to serve as your roadmap. That is going to guide you when you wake up every morning, when you have some extra time during the day. That's going to be the steps and the thing that guides you based on your win and your strategic plan and help keep you out of the weeds and the fires that we so often get caught up in every day in our business. And that's what leads to the money. That's what leads to the money, which leads to the profit, which helps us pay less taxes, which helps us put more money in our pocket to do whatever we want. Whether it's be rich or go to the beach or have vacations or have freedom, give our kids a better education, take care of our parents, buy a nicer house, have a bigger yard, whatever you want, this is it. It's just that simple. And when you know what you want and you know what you're going after and you know what you expect out of your business, that's what takes away the stress. Now, once we know that, then we know how to set budgets. Then we know how to, and budget scares people. Budgets do not mean coupon clipping, not spending money, uh, sitting around eating ramen noodles. Budgets mean a guide for how you are going to grow your business, how you're going to spend money, what kind of revenue you're going to accomplish over the next quarter. Your budget and your forecasts for your business and for your home is how you're going to figure out, am I tr working towards achieving my goals or am I getting derailed? Am I not achieving my goals? So once you define a strategic plan, it's pretty easy to build a budget. Again, it can be done in an Excel spreadsheet. If you Google industry standards for your business, whatever it may be, somebody give me a business in here. Throw something out. Real estate, all right, give me another one. What's that? Interior design, perfect. You Google real estate investor, real estate agent, interior design, there are gonna be industry standards. People have done this before. You're not the first person to figure this out. And shocker, people have done this better than you. They've made more money than you. So if you Google industry standards, it's gonna tell you what successful businesses in your industry is doing and what their numbers are. It'll tell you in interior design, if you're paying somebody, 
what you're paying them should be 25% of what you're billing for that person. It'll tell you how much you should be paying in rent if you're a real estate investor and you have an office. It'll tell you how much you're supposed to be spending in advertising. Industry standards work on percentages. How much you're making tells you how much you should be spending. And that is really important as you look at budgets and you start building projections for how much money you're gonna have and how much money you're gonna have for your home budget to pay your bills, pay your mortgage, take care of your family, all those things. Cash flow, this is the most ignored thing I see in 22 years of helping clients in accounting and tax and business consulting. This is it. Tell you a shocking fact. More businesses go under because they get too busy than having a lack of work. If you don't understand cash flow, you don't understand how that works, you grow your business, you're going to be in real trouble. I've watched so many businesses go under because they got busy and they got too much work and they didn't understand cash flow. Most of us in the service industry and in the product based, especially if you're wholesale, we don't get paid till after the job's done. Sometimes we don't get paid for 30, 60 or 90 days. I got to understand that in my business. I got to understand that in cash flow. I own a construction company. I own four or five different companies. Cash flow applies to all of them. In my construction company, if I take on a renovation project, I may be out of pocket 40 grand before I get the first payment from my customer. I've got to be, and if I got three jobs going on at the same time, I may be out of pocket $120,000 before I get paid my first check. Now, I may be making tons of profit, but if I can't make it to the finish line, if I can't afford to fund my business as it grows and as it serves clients, I am screwed. I'm going to go under. Because if I call Lori and I'm already going under and say, hey, Lori, I need a bank loan. I need some money. It's too late. You got to understand your cash flow from the beginning. How much is it going to take to do this job or do this service or sell your, your product or whatever it may be? And when are you going to get paid from it? because the worst thing you can do is take on too much work and not be able to afford to service it. This, if you only take away one thing today, this is huge. Cash flow, pay attention when you get paid. Pay attention, some people right now with, with supply chain issues, they're having to buy products four months before they can sell it to a customer. They're having to pay for products four months before they can sell it. Can you afford to buy everything four months in advance? If not, you got to figure something out and you got to plan. And planning around cash flow will be the difference from a lot of you in this room staying in business or going out of business. Along with that, I always recommend a rainy day fund. Um, I've been involved in the business side for a little over 22 years. I've seen businesses get crushed with 9 11, I've seen businesses go through recessions and depressions. We went through COVID. They may dig up the street in front of your office for two months and replace a sewer line where customers can't pull in your parking lot. If you don't have a rainy day fund, if you don't have a backup cash plan fund, if you don't have a line of credit, you're in trouble. I can guarantee you once every five to seven years, you're going to go through something in your business that's pretty catastrophic that you can't control. That's where cash flow and a rainy day fund comes in. So if you don't have that, start planning. Operating like a business. You gotta get away from being a person doing a job or an entrepreneur and you gotta be a business. 
You do that through reinvesting in your business, but understanding the numbers. If I'm spending money on advertising, I gotta know what my return is. I gotta know what to expect so I can measure it. If I'm hiring an employee, I gotta know what my return is, what to expect. If I'm hiring a subcontractor, let's say I'm tired of doing payroll, I'm gonna hire ADP to do my payroll, which I do, I love ADP. If I'm hiring them to do my payroll, I gotta know how much time that saves me and how much more I can bill to make sure what I'm paying them for payroll makes sense for me. So you gotta start measuring everything you spend and reinvest in your business. It's really easy, it's not complicated math. If you spend money, it should make you more money or it should make you more time so you can make more money. Systems and operations, figure out what works, replicate it, hire people, build teams, teach that. Referral partners, long-term relationships, when everybody starts working together and everybody starts following the path of reinvesting in each other, tracking things, building systems and operations, that's how we all grow together. That's how we all help build teams that we all make it past that 80% failure mark and we all start succeeding together. If it's a win for you, but it's not a win for your vendor or it's not a win for your employee, it's not gonna be sustainable, it's not gonna work. You've gotta figure out how to build teams, build relationships, build partners in your business where everybody wins or you nor them are gonna be there in two years or three years or five years. So these are the things you need to be looking at and paying attention to. Bonus section, that's your five things. Bonus section, what not to do. This is just as important as everything else. Give you a few things here. Number one, Vincent talked about this. If you're a startup entrepreneur, you're in year one, don't go out and spend a ton of money on stuff that doesn't matter. Your website in your first year of business doesn't matter. People are not gonna find you through your website just because you put it online. So break some of your hearts in here. Social media doesn't really matter. You can't build a business on social media. You have no control. Those things are important as you're growing a business and getting to certain levels, but in the beginning, it doesn't matter. Your logo, really important. Doesn't matter in year one. It's for a lot of people, they will spend all their time and all their money for three months on logos, websites, social media. They ain't made a freaking dollar. They've never been profitable. Don't spend money until you're profitable. Do not do these things. Do not take money out of your 401k or retirement account to start your business. Do not borrow money to start your business. 80% of businesses fail. If you do that, you're probably gonna have a tax problem, a retirement problem, and a banking problem. The numbers say, do not do it. You should be able to start your business and start making money and use the money your business makes to grow your business. If you can't do that in year one, you're in trouble. So don't make those mistakes. Hope y'all enjoy this. I'm Chad. I have a firm that serves business owners and entrepreneurs. I've been in the tax business for 22 years, been at the same place. We're just starting to do a new branch, to do a new firm, start something new, serving business owners, entrepreneurs. That's what I'm passionate about. That's who I am. That's what I do. It's called Brown and McCook. If you have questions, you can email me. You can reach out. Happy to help, whether it's tax planning, tax returns, LLCs, startups. You don't have to do business with me. You don't have to be a client. I'm happy to help however I can. And again, I'll be around all day. Grab me if you have questions. I hope this has been valuable to y'all. For me, this is really important because I see it. So many businesses that have such a good owner and so many good products or services, but they fail because they don't know these things or they don't do these things. So I hope y'all enjoyed it. 
Hope y'all enjoy the rest of the day. Thank y'all very much. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.